you've tuned into the Bellinger Podcast for the week of July 8th, 2018, episode 86. From the city by the sailor sea, I am AJ Barce. And I'm AJ's co-pilot, Chris Powell. On this episode, AJ and I want to let you know that we are not going to be happy unless we're going Mach 2 with our hair on fire. Now, we're not going to sit here and blow sunshine up here. Well, you know. A good podcaster is compelled to always evaluate what's happened so they can apply what they've learned up there. We got to push it. That's our job. It's the Bellingham Podcast. Talk to me, Goose. <laughs> That's Talk right. You me. caught it. You caught it. How you doing, AJ? Good, Chris. Happy uh, happy uh, post-Independence Day. Post-Independence Day. Yes. Uh, boom. Did you just check? Did you check? Let me see. Let me see all yep. ten fingers, ten, ten toes. toes. Yep, okay, yep. We're good, all good. good. I don't light. I don't. I choose not to light uh, exploding devices <laughs> in person. I, I don't blame you. I, my career involves fingers. Funny enough, I just recently heard uh, because it is after Independence Day here in the United States, and uh, it is our big fireworks extravaganza. And I recently heard like uh, some sixty percent of all explosion injuries in the United States usually are men or boys, okay, 60% mm-hmm. of them. And that 60%, some like 90% of those injuries happens around July 3rd through July 5th. <laughs> Here's a wake-up call, boys and gents uh, boys. out there. Boys and gents, Boys yes. and gents out there. Um, let's let's decrease that percentage and wise up. Yeah, yeah. Keep all your fingers and uh, also keep some cashola in your uh, back pocket. On that note, moving on. Moving on. Uh, we're following up on the Gra- uh, Urban Hikers Grand Tour. Ah, uh, the Grand Tour. That was a fun episode. It talking was. about a bunch of stuff. Um, this this past week, a follow up to the follow up, uh, or a sequel facta. A sequel facta. Uh, my wife and I went, took our dog walking. Uh, in, in we're kind of going in neighborhoods now, and she's got the map of trails and such in Bellingham of what's available. And, you know, everyone knows of the regular ones, but we found a gem. It's got to be coming soon. Something this beautiful cannot be this undiscovered. Tell me more. So (laughs) you're on your Lakeway Raceway here in town. And you're going to go up Puget Street. Now, depending on what which way you're coming from Lakeway, if you're coming from the Sun Valley area, you hang a left. If you're coming from I-5, you hang a right. And you go up Puget Street. And then you're going to take a left on consolidation. All right. Play along if you got Google Maps uh, at home, folks. After consolidation, you're going to take a right on Racine. Racine is your your key. Your journey for this near undiscovered territory uh, starts at the dead end of Racine, kind of on top of the hill and Mm -hmm. such. Basically, this trail, and it is a trail. It's got the gravel kind of, you know, entryway and, and, and such. It starts off on a nice urban trail type manicured, you know, gravel path going on, but then it goes uh, stroller unfriendly. Is this a named trail? I checked Google Maps. I checked Bellingham everything. Tried yeah. to do my research for this. Yeah. I could not find a name for this trail. There was no marking. There's simply a gravel trail and I think it goes behind if it's if it's running parallel to U Street. Okay. It might be in the back of Wade King Elementary. U as in Y-E-W-U. Y-E-W, Here yes. in Bellingham. There's a big building. And yeah. I thought it was Wade King Elementary. I could be wrong, but uh, it, it runs parallel. But this trail kind of meanders down uh, uh, um, west. Yeah. And basically, you go for about a mile. It's got to be a mile. Three quarters of a mile to a mile. Some of it is going pretty uphill. You know, put on your hiking boots. But then you arrive at the crest. <laughs> And this crest, I got a picture 
uh, in our show notes, whether or not it shows up in our feeds. Yeah, or I'll, not. I'll put it up on the, the BellinghamPodcast.com yeah. website. Um, there's a, just a whole bunch of cleared trees, but it has a spectacular view of Bellingham Bay. Like, you know, when you go on Barkley, uh, Chandler Parkway, Chandler, looking, Chandler, Way. Chandler Parkway, uh, when you're looking out over the water, you've got a fairly unobstructed view for what's left. Well, I was going to say before the, the big yes. duplex. Yes. Got anyway, in. great view of the bay and trees, photographer's delight, right? selfie delight, Ooh. Uh, the sunsets are going to be- Scook them. Yeah. And so I, I really would love to be able to like send a link in the show notes, but folks, you got to do your work on this one. Yeah. Um, it's it's off of Lakeway Puget Consolidation Racine. What we might end up doing is make a uh, a my maps for the Bellingham podcast and put a pin there if it's if there it's this difficult to find. But hey. or we might record out there. Someday. Oh well, there is that too, Chris. Yes, on a nice, warm, sunny day, we could we do have, with our thousands of dollars of podcasting <laughs> equipment, we might be able to schlep it all uh, and and go out into the open air. That could be record. cool. It could be a good culmination of this uh, outdoor series that we're doing. Absolutely. Well, you know, we've we, in the past we've gone to the Bellwether, we've gone to the Northridge Trails, we've gone to Fairhaven, we've recorded wherever the heck and the Taylor Dock, yeah. wherever the heck we want to outside. Uh, this one, I think, is the King Kamehameha of awesome uh, locales. Challenge accepted. Uh, my wife was, we, we, we had not realized what we had uh, climbed up to. So, so how, did, how did you just find this? I mean, did she just stumble upon this? She did she hear about it? She picked something at random. It's like, <laughs> seriously, I, I like, did you not? Here's a compass. Spin. Dick, 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 dick. There is Racine. Uh, well, yeah, there's a little bit of a green area, and we haven't been in the Seahome uh, or off of Lincoln Streets, where the, the yeah. WW Park and Ride is located. Uh, there's uh, some park trails area in, along U Street, and it's kind of like on the, if you were to look in an overhead shot, Lake Patton. Yeah. Some homes, U Street. On the other side of the of the hill, hmm. is is this trail area, and I get I'm I'm geeked about it. I mean that's that was just where it's at. And parking is just like just pull over to the side. Or uh, is yeah, it a dead no, end down there. Or? It's a dead end, and it's residential area. Okay. In, in the OMG home area, uh, so you know find a place to park that's you know, and be respectful of others' uh, dwellings and residences as monstr- as monstrous as they are, but. Wow. Cool, dude. Yeah, dude. You know, that was that was something uh anyway. So um what did you what did you have going on for this uh past weekend or uh fourth of July? So uh, two things actually. I've been uh, <laughs> I've been quite active. Yeah. So we uh we came back from the east side of our state. We were over in uh, Spokane area and um I finally hiked around an area that I've been wanting to do, which is called the Bull and Pitcher. It's part of the I believe it's called the River because I always get the Riverside and Riverfront mixed up. Riverfront, I believe, is downtown Spokane. That's the where okay. the, the clock tower is, mm-hmm. and there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Riverside, and I might have these reversed. Sorry, Spokane uh, hamsters, if I, if I flip these, is the Spokane River and how it cuts through the canyons and such. Okay. Driving around the canyon area is just great. Put your uh, 40 by 4 air conditioning on and just coast in the canyon area. It's really a great, a great area. Anyway, we were actually looking for a waterfall and that ended up to be 
kind of a, a bogus adventure. But did you go chasing waterfalls, AJ? I did go chasing waterfalls. Oh, I don't goodness. think that is an 86 I reference. Could, but... I could not. I could not resist. <laughs> Thanks for setting me up with the softball. Anyway, please continue. Uh, so I went to go chasing waterfalls, and uh, I have to stick to those rivers that I'm used to. <laughs> and I and those rivers I did. The Spokane River. And there's this place called the Bowling Pitcher. And basically, it's the, where the river cuts through these two gigantic boulders, uh, miniature mountains. And there's trail systems all the way around it. Well, the Bull and Pitcher Trail is maybe two and a half miles. It's just an easy loop. Um, as a matter of fact, you can you can take a stroller on it. I didn't, uh, but I did see a couple that did. And uh, the mom of the group was um, not I, pleased with the the trail that uh, her husband was taking her on with said stroller. And I believe that said stroller got marched back to the vehicle. But you could do it. It doesn't look like it'd be advised. Spousal admonishment. Yes. There, <laughs> remember, this is the east side of Washington. Yeah. So there are big craggly rocks. And they did not have one of the big burly strollers with the big wheels on them. Had one of the ones that I mentioned in the last episode that looks like um, dual umbrella. Yes. Uh, stand. Don't get the, do, four, get yes. the four wheel drive. Or the, uh, yeah, 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 the three wheel burly one. Yeah. So anyway, the bowling pitcher is really cool because there's one side of it that is accessible by way of trail. There's another side of it and you can kind of boulder yourself up this I'm going to say three story of a, of a rock. Um, I am not a rock climber, nor do I play one on podcasts, but I was able to just easily just grab and kind of just shimmy yourself up. Nothing crazy needing to repel or, you know. So this wasn't like the intro to Mission Impossible no, 2 with Tom no, Cruise. No, I did not have my, my arms sprawled with like epic dun dun dun. dun. Yes. No, no, not me. But uh, anyway, I did shimmy myself uh, up there and boy, howdy, it was a great view. I'm on, I mean, I'm on the top of a rock and I have, uh, I'll put a, uh, another a picture in the show notes to match yours mm-hmm. of the sweeping panorama that I took of the Spokane River and the Bowling Pitcher. And what's great about it is by ac- I'm happy accident, I'm up there and I look over to my left because I hear this, you know, high screeching uh, uh, screech. And there's like this peregrine falcon or something hello. that has a nest in the tree right next to this rock I just shimmied up. Oh, hello. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't be mad at me. Uh, it wasn't. It, you know, I, I mind my business. They mind theirs. But it was cool because I was able to see this. It looks like a like a, a mother falcon, like feeding its young and stuff while I was up there. And I've heard the falcons don't like Washington State. I oh. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> Alright, sorry. So anyway, it was anyway, the bowling pitcher, if you're on the east side of the state, easy going trail. If you're a little little uh, adventurous, shimmy up one of the, the, the rocks over there and um, find your inner zen because what's great about it is uh, I was there kind of um, early to mid-morning, so before the high heat. And there was a nice breeze. It was warm. I was in, you know, shorts, Converse, and a and a cutoff shirt. And like I said, it's just it was a nice late morning. Take the trail system around and just kind of find your inner zen over there. It's real nice. I got to tell you, I'm really enjoying how we're uh, <laughs> seeking new territory and getting those wonderful views that don't involve a 24-inch monitor or a 12.9 or 5.5-inch uh, screen. And yes, Chris, that is correct. I did not Instagram while I was up there. You didn't? No. Oh, well, I took some very poor selfies of my wife and me trying to get the, <laughs> the background. I'm really good at taking poor selfies uh, <laughs> it, it, with the sunlight behind us. Yeah. So, you know, I miss the daily top photography and photography school. But uh, <laughs> no, enjoy the view and it kind of sticks with us. Yeah. Uh, for memories. And so, yeah, we're 
Very yeah. cool. No, so I, I do have um, uh, selfies aside. I, like I said, I did I did have my camera with me, so I do have a, a shot from atop the bowl and pitcher, which is if you are um, listening to us on your favorite podcast app of choice, or if you go to the Bellinghampodcast.com, you'll see that that uh, limited edition, can we call it that? Yes. Uh, cover for our podcast. Or if you're in the Bellingham area, you might listen to us without seeing our cover art on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low power. Community radio here in the heart of the city of subdued excitement. So anyway, yeah, as for uh, Independence Day, I was invited over to some very good friends that I uh, have over in Lummi Island. Uh, Lummi Island is uh, an island kind of north and west of Bellingham, Washington. And uh, is it's it's funny because everybody hears Lummi Island, they naturally assume that it's part of the Lummi Nation Reservation, mm-hmm. which it is not. Uh, but you do go across uh, our tribal neighbors to the north. We, you go through their reservation to Gooseberry Point. Oh, and yes. And that's, uh, that's the ferry that you'll be taking. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, I realized that out of all the places that we talked about in 86 episodes... We've never mentioned Lummy Island. Hi, Lummy Island. Hi, Lummy Island. What's cool about Lummy Island, if you're if you're anywhere in this area, is uh, it's kind of a, f- a unique ferry experience. And uh, putting all of the uh, local politics aside, if you've been in the Bellingham area in the last decade, you know that uh, the Gooseberry Point and Lummy Island Ferry is uh, fraught with a lot of politics. We're going to put that aside and just merely look at the community that is Lummy Island and kind of a unique experience for a... Uh, somebody who likes fairies, like growing up in the Pacific Northwest, it's interesting. We have a unique culture out here, which is if if you commute anywhere, you pretty much have to touch a ferry at some point. And I kind of equate it to people in the Midwest. They like trains over here. If you're a train buff, you're kind of a little bit weird. But if you're a ferry buff, hey, we got you covered. We got you covered. That's right. So, you know, there's the Bainbridge Island run and there's the, the Keystone run. Well, the Gooseberry Point, you cross Hales Pass, which is that that small spit in between uh, the island and the, the Lummi Peninsula. And it's a short crossing. How short? Eight minutes short. Eight minute crossing for a ferry. It is an eight minute crossing. Huh. So you'll be using, uh, if you decide to go over to Lummi Island, it's, uh, I think, passage across round trip, because you only pay one way, is $13. And then if you have a, a, a co-pilot, if you have a goose running with you, yep. uh, it's another seven. Yeah. And you'll be taking this eight-minute crossing on the Whatcom Chief. Now, the Whatcom Chief is a very unique boat because it was built in 1962. And um, from what I've, I've done some research, it replaced the original six-car uh, Chief Kawina ferry boat. So uh, from six cars, what did it go up to? 20 cars. Hmm. Now, you're probably thinking, wow, that's a small boat. Let me put it in perspective. So... I had to do some digging to find a, because this is a, a county run, um, so Whatcom County runs this mm-hmm. ferry. I had to find a ferry class, you know, like we've got uh, the jumbos if you're used to going across to Seattle from like, say, Bremerton. You know, those are those are big boats. And if you take the, um, if you take even the San Juan boats, you know, those are uh, like, I think they call them Tacoma class. Um, I have a link in the, the show notes of actual Washington State ferry vessel classes. And I had to find one that got decommissioned, unfortunately, back in, uh, I think, 2016. The Hi-U. H- oh, Hi-U. H-I-Y-U, which was an H-class ferry. Of course it is. Now, the Hi-U, uh, if you did take the inter- Island Connection Ferry of San Juan. You may have been on this uh, between 2000 and 2016. However, that H-class vessel, which is, I think, the smallest vessel that the uh, Washington State Ferries have in their fleet, 
is still a large boat compared to the Wacom Chief. So this H-Class, you know, that's still a, a bigger boat. I think it, it carries some like 40 cars. The Wacom Chief is a 20 car boat, folks. You know, it's, it is a small vessel. Uh, but what's interesting about this boat is it was built to cross Hales Pass. It has a shallow draft to, to go across this. And, uh, you know, it, it is a vital instrument for, you know, islanders to come to the mainland and getting, you know, tourists over to the island. So anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a cute boat. Can I just say that? It is a cute boat. You may say that. <laughs> and uh, some some fun uh, ferry fact. The uh, next closest boat that you can find in the state of Washington is another county-ran boat over in uh, Columbia River. Uh, if you take a state route 409 to the lower Columbia River, you will also find yourself a ferry. And uh, it's called the Oscar B. And it's still bigger than the Whatcom Chief because Oscar takes on 23 cars. <laughs> <laughs> Got a few more for those last minute uh, scramblers, right? Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was just some fun, you know, regional fun fairy facts. Fun fairy facts for your enjoyment. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so what, what do you do when you go out to Lummi Island? So uh, for a, wa a whopping $20, if you if you and your, your partner are going to go out there, um, it's a small island, folks. You can get some grub at the Beach Store Cafe, some great Rubens, if you ask my wife anyway. You know, like I said, drive around the island and stuff. There's a big art culture out there. So there's a lot of artists, uh, artisanal uh, studios that you can stop in. But because we are doing the great outdoors, I did not focus on that. I just wanted to put uh, a link in the show notes there is beach access on lummy island and so i put a uh, link in the show notes where it's at it's near the ferry terminal uh, so if you were say looking for a good spot to spy a lot of fireworks next fourth of july wink wink nudge nudge you may want to go out to, uh, to lummy island and take a look at it because it was pretty cool I was there on the north side of the island. Okay. But uh, the and the ferry terminal is is near the north side of the island. So you're able to see everything from looking back at the Lumination all the way out to say Sandy Point uh -huh. or far south as, you know, Bellingham Bay. So uh how was the view from the it Bellingham? It was panoramically awesome. Panoramically awesome. Uh it, you know when the when the lights go boom or when the lights go poof and you hear the boom, and how many seconds were you? Uh, four or five? Or? Oh, maybe. Yeah, uh, but cool. I mean, it just I I have not seen that big of a fireworks show, like panoramic wise. I literally watched everything from Sandy Point to Lumination, and it was just I I I could not keep track of how many millions of dollars I watched go up in smoke. So AJ, I got, I got a question for you. In in Lummy Island and taking this eight minute ferry, uh, I've taken it in the past, and I recall that there is it's not a twenty four hour ferry no. service. So let's say you were to go to next year, uh, go there, and the fireworks start at ten thirty mostly. Sure, sure. And this year we had fifteen minutes before. Thank you. Good night. Drive home safe. Um, is there a last ferry sailing from Lummy Island so you can get your butt back to Bellingham? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can. So you can look up online. I'll put a link in the show notes. But for me, because it was midweek, uh, the last boat was at midnight. So I mean, and, and me and my wife, and my little one, we were we were in the car and waiting for the the next boat by like I don't know eleven. That boat came in. We went straight on. Like cool. it wasn't there wasn't a mass exodus. Okay. Um, at least for this year, that's all I can speak. You mean to. you didn't have traffic problems after I did the fireworks not, display? No, I did not have. Uh, yeah, I didn't have any 
I didn't have any problem, you know, going across Lummi Nation, you know, getting back on I-5 and getting home. Like, yeah, actually, it was really cool going across Hales Pass. I was able to catch some fireworks while we were on the boat, which was really cool. Take note, because (laughs) here's a great way to avoid how many hours of uh, traffic delay to get out of uh, downtown downtown? in Zwanich? Yeah. 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 Anyway, or Boulevard. (laughs) Oh, man, whatever. So so there's another thing out in Lummi, and I haven't done this, but I wanted to put it in the show notes. There is two trails that I found out there, which next time I'm out there, I'm actually going to try to scope out. There's Lummi Peak Trail and the Baker Preserved uh, next to Lummi Mountain. I like it already. Um, Yeah, so Baker Preserve, uh, it's a a three-mile round trip trail uh, around Lummi. Lummi Mountain. Put a link to WTA.org's brief about it. And then for the more advantageous, you can actually climb Lummi Mountain. And that's what Lummi Peak Trail does. Apparently, it's a six-mile, more moderate trail. And then obviously, you you go up to the top of the mountain. But uh, anyway, I wanted to put those two links in the show notes because I I don't know how many times I've been out to to Lummi Island. I never knew that they were there. So What a great opportunity to do some more hiking. Yeah. So, Chris, as I got done with uh, getting back from the 4th of July and watching all of these uh, fireworks, no, my hair was not on on fire, Maverick, but (laughs) please, please inform me why we're making every Top Gun reference uh, that we could uh, do, Ice Man. Um, what you didn't see, folks, is me trying to chop my teeth like Val Kilmer in that exact scene. Um, No, this is episode 86, and so there's just something magical about my time of life in the year 1986, which was uh, the year the Top Gun came out. Now, uh, AJ. Yeah, let me, I'll, I'll do my brief uh, synopsis of 1986. I was a toddler. Moving on. Okay, so I was not a toddler. Uh, I have a few years on my podcast, Partner in Crime. And so uh, I will be claiming Social Security quicker than you, uh, jerky. So <laughs> anyway, in 1986, I was in eighth grade. And I thoroughly had like one of these kind of transformational years, not just from a physiological uh, standpoint, but also just in exposed to so much music and television, especially music television back when when MTV played videos and movies and and news and things like that. It was just a great time to be alive, at least from my standpoint, growing up in a very small town on the Olympic Peninsula in Washington State. But what happened in 1986, you might ask? Let's take the Wayback Machine. All right, 1986, uh, Top Gun blew everyone out of the water for the best movie in, in that year. And I almost wanted to uh, lobby for this one. Another popular movie, maybe not as huge as Top Gun, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Nice. We could have done a complete episode with all of the catchphrases and lines and things yeah, like that. Yeah, but I don't have a Ferrari we can back go backwards on. And we, may, and we may get the explicit tag for some of those catchphrases. Right. Moving on. Anyway, moving on. In music, I've, you know, in eighth grade, I started to develop my musical tastes and was really getting into the rock vein. And oh, guess what? Bon Jovi Slippery When Wet de- debuted. You give love a bad name, AJ. I'm telling you. Uh, and also Madonna's <laughs> True Blue, for those of you that may not be of the rock at heart. They were the top, some of the top albums of the year. Unfortunately, 1986 was also a year where I watched this uh, on a TV cart with one of the 2 through 13 
uh, manual dial televisions. Uh, yeah, this is where the space shuttle disc, right. uh, Challenger had its uh, tragedy, and that was really um, that was really difficult to see and to watch then uh, on the news and things like that in Earth science class. So that was really a, a tough one to work at, just in, to deal with the ramifications of what had happened. Uh, and how much uh, everyone was mourning this. And so I you know, learned some empathy in that instance. Anyway, let's get lighter in, in heart. In sports, now let's go to Chris Powell with the sports report in 1986. Uh, the Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears won the Super Bowl uh, with Jim McMahon, William in the Refrigerator Perry, and the Super Bowl Shuffle, which was a horrendous video that these football players tried to rap and dance, something that... It was Football. a meme before there was memes. It was a meme before there was memes, yes. And, of course, Boston Red Sox fans, you don't want to remember Ooh, 1986. No. Yeah, the Mets beat the Sox in the World Series. I'm on the West Coast. I don't give a rip about those two teams, <laughs> so therefore we'll just leave it at that. Full disclosure. Full yeah, Partial disclosure. I still want to keep this show clean. <laughs> but funny, on, on television... The Oprah Winfrey Show debuted in 1986. Oh, fun fact. The, the, the building blocks of her empire started about 22 years. Crap, I'm old. That's about 32 years I was ago. Say, you're missing a decade there, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Anyway, all right. So anyway, looking back in 1986. So this weekend, you know, you went to Lummi Island uh, for the uh, fireworks and you went to uh, the east side of the state. I had an opportunity this weekend to have a couple hours to myself. And what better way to, for an introvert who's a music aficionado to spend time with themselves than curate the ultimate 80s pop rock playlist on my Apple Music. And in a coffee shop, nonetheless, And in recall. a coffee shop, yes. Uh, I went to one out of town, and we'll just leave it at that. But three favorite songs, or three of the, the 200, just for example, to show you how obscure I might be. Oh, by the way, this, is, this Apple Music playlist that I created was pretty much a genesis Land of confusion from <laughs> this whole episode theme. But uh, funny about Top Gun, that soundtrack was huge. Oh, yeah. But my favorite songs were not exactly Danger Zone or Take My Breath Away. Blech. I actually enjoyed Larry Green's Through the Fire. Oh, yeah. If, you, if you've heard the soundtrack, you know there's a pretty rocking guitar. Yep. And there was a point in time in my, in my early grown-up days where I was able to sing rather loudly and rather high-pitched. And I nailed that song in my car. I think all of us did at some point. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, through the fire, because, you know, those lyrics are so cookie-cutter generic. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, also, Eddie Money's Take Me Home Tonight. Take Me Home Tonight. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to let you go, yeah, AJ, yeah, 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 yeah. until you see the light of how cool this is. And then also, uh, thanks to MTV, Wang Chung's Everybody Have Fun Night, that video not only, like, confused me greatly to try to lock in on one of them uh, with the whole uh, quick quick edits, it's such a fun song. <laughs> Can I get an amen, Bellingham Podcast listeners out there? Yeah. Shoot us a, a tweet at Beham, hashtag Beham Podcast if you're with the Wang Chung click. Uh, that came out in 86 as well. So anyway, this I, I, I love looking back, not just because, golly, I'm old, but also like this was what life was like and, and so much simpler and uh, so much fun. Back in 86. Uh, so anyway, for episode 86, had yeah. to th do a throwback. Well, I think we should kick the tires and light the fires. Great balls of fire. <laughs> do it. That wraps it up for this edition of the 86th edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get your podcast. Remember, if you're in the Bellingham area, you might listen to us over the air. On 102.3 FM, KMRE. Low power. Community radio. 
here in the heart of Bellingham. Do not fire until fire upon. I am AJ Barce. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. I was trying to get the last, I was trying to eke out the last Top Gun reference before we could close the show. That's okay. Yeah, I, I'm all tapped out for these references. Mm-hmm.